Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Bill Simmons, you guys know that The Ringer wrote an article called Why the Detroit Lions Have the Best Rebuild? I read it. Yeah. Yeah. It... I think that's the first that's the first propaganda piece I think I've read about the Detroit Lions ever. Have you looked at the picture of the kid this like I, I don't want to show this kid Ben Solek, but this kid looks 14. Like <laughs> maybe at best 14. Well that's like, a good I, thing. That's, you have the optimism of youth. <laughs> that shit crushes you after another 10 fucking years. Yeah, you get to a point like, you know, all right, like 30s where you're like there is no hope for the line. Like, I've been doing this for a long time. Like... <laughs> Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast. Uh, we're not happy with our overlords at Touchline Media Group today because they're mostly Chelsea fans and I'm a Spurs fan and today was mean. Although they do pay us in breakfast tacos, so please make sure to check out the Touchline Media Group, Touchline Fraca, uh, not Chelsea Hour, they were mean to me today. Uh, but New Spurs Order, all the rest of them, they're great folks. Uh, this is a very special episode. It is not only a mashup of football and football, but it is a mashup of podcasts. And we are joined by the illustrious Bacon Wire. Um, we've got Carter, we've got SD, we've got Lucas. Um, I'm obviously, oh, sorry. <laughs> My name's Asa. I'm the twig. I'm the co-host. Uh, I'm also here with, with Greg, uh, AKA the stump, um, he has a dog on his screen at the moment, so I don't know if he's paying attention, but uh, this, episode, <laughs> this episode is brought to you by the Smith Workforce Management Group for all of your NIL, business law, employment law, uh, occasionally criminal law, apparently, uh, needs. Check out the Smith Workforce Management Group at smithworkforce.com, as well as whoever Blue Wire decided to put in as an ad for this episode. We love you. Uh, insert ad here. Uh, so let's get right into it. Um, so guys, I, I got to tell you, I've been on Michigan State Twitter since I got on Twitter uh, like 10 years ago. Um, I, I was there in, in the days of KJ, in the days of, of Spartan Dan back. I, I don't know if you guys remember those guys, but they, they're, they are no longer part of the Spartan Twitter because, uh, you know, it's not, it's, not a, it's not a puddle place. But I remember about two years ago, bacon emojis started showing up and uh, I, I don't, what, what is like where did bacon wire come from oh oh do you want to head this one sd or do you want me to do you want to like tag team it i'm a better storyteller so i'm gonna yeah, do it you are okay. <laughs> yeah, so we, we're brutally honest with each other so yeah, so on. so in the midst of the pandemic uh some some account was messaging uh a group of people uh, basically asking if they wanted to join this new MSU focused sports network called Beacon Wire. Right. 
so uh, Lucas, uh, St- Lucas was um, a little hurt, a little upset, a little um, righteously, righteously angry that he was not invited to be a part of Beacon Wire. So he started um, Beacon Wire Kalamazoo. <laughs> he was basically reported on things happening in the Kalamazoo area where he lives. Um, then another friend of ours, a good friend, Logan, uh, started tweeting out Bacon Wire. And it just kind of snowballed from there. We created the account. Um, we basically ran we basically ran Beacon Wire off of Twitter, who we later found out was a 17-year-old. So uh, we did we did feel great about that one in hindsight. Uh, I like, you know. like our one rule. We, we're not allowed to bully high schoolers. Yeah, so that's that's that actually is like the only rule. The only stated rule we have on this podcast because we had an entire episode mocking JJ McCarthy before he enrolled as yeah. a like a crappy version of a karate kid villain. Uh and then like after the episode we were like we can't do that anymore. We have to wait until signing day. You know what JJ now that you mentioned it JJ McCarthy does look like someone drew Johnny Lawrence from memory so that's actually pretty spot on. Right? <laughs> Uh, we also Googled, like, how old he was. and He was 18 by, like, a week and a half. So, we're like, this is fine. We can leave this in. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I just started messing with the kid. Like, I wasn't trying to be mean. I was just, like, I, I mean, I, ha- I had had, this is, like, my fourth Twitter handle. I am a little bit of a bad boy sometimes. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I can, well, whatever. That'll be for another episode. But, like, I started to dig up my Twitter account, like, in 2019, like, around right before MSU's tourney run. And, um, you know, we did like the follow trains and everything. And that's how I kind of found, you know, some of the bigger counts like um, Peach, you know, Peach. Sure. Um, oh, man. And then like I was an early follower of Big Sav, Big Ten Savant. Um, I was an early investor in him, like Shark Tank. So I was very happy about <laughs> that. But um, so I resurrected my account and then, you know, we, we just formed this little community and I saw this guy going around asking, you know, Logan Spartan dog. And I think, did he ask you Carter? No, I didn't get invited. (laughs) (laughs) Not cool enough, I guess. I was just like, Hey man, I can be your Kalamazoo branch and I'll I'll, uh, update my name for you. And I made, I stole the logo. Well, I stole it. I, I put I put a little Kalamazoo text and I wrote, Hey, I'm Beacon Wire Kalamazoo, and then he messaged me like, "Please stop!" <laughs> <laughs> and I stopped, and then then Bacon Wire took off. So yeah. So I, I remember the first time that I like interacted with Bacon Wire, which was that there was I, I guess it was so you're, it was I, I, I I'm like I'm trying to get the timeline right here, but if it was during the pandemic, then it was probably during like the first iteration of Mel Tucker recruiting, and like something happened. And Bacon Wire, like, had it first. And I get a text message from a friend of the pod, uh, Jonathan. And he was like, there's, there, this thing actually knows things. And, like, we thought it was a joke when, like, when I saw Bacon Wire, I was like, oh, it's, like, some sort of in-joke that I don't get. Because at the time, I was 29 with two kids. And, I, like, I don't have the, the mental capacity to know every single joke that goes, that, that goes on in, in college football Twitter. But then, like, Bacon Wire had something. And I was like, oh, okay, I need to be aware of this going forward for some reason. <laughs> I just assumed you guys were uh, making fun of famed Michigan reporter insider John U. Bacon. That no. also could have worked. <laughs> but I might, I, we might start retconning the origin story gradually because <laughs> that one makes more sense and two sounds a lot better than like, yeah, we were an asshole to a teenager <laughs> and it just kind of stuck. Yeah, an asshole to a 60-year-old, but he can, he can fight back, so that one's better. And also, to be fair, he makes up stories about Michigan State staffers. Uh, uh, what, what did he, what did, do you remember that story? He, he made up a story about, like, some Michigan State uh, assistant coach, like, oh, after yeah, the trouble with the snap. Unnamed, an unnamed, oh, I yeah. believe, yeah, after trouble, he said after trouble with the snap, uh, a a Michigan state staffer or grad assistant, whoever uh, went up to Sarah Harbaugh and like got in her face. And, uh, yeah. 
And and there are so many parts of the stories that like, I remember people like went through it and was like, this is literally impossible to have happened. But like my favorite part of the story was that like in the story that John Bacon told, Sarah Harbaugh was like, was like Scarlett O'Hara and was like so overcome by the moment she like sat down in the press box area <laughs> of the big house. And, like, I, I and Harbaugh this- denied it himself, right? Like somebody asked me, he's like, oh yeah, I talked to my wife. That never happened. I, I don't, I don't yeah. know. She put her, she put her lily white gloves out her forehead and fainted. <laughs> <laughs> and like, look, like say what you will about the, the Harbaugh family. Like I don't get the sense that they're the fainting and shrieking violet type. Say what you will about the big house, but uh, you know, there's a lot of conveniently placed fainting couches in there too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, they definitely have a few. Um. So, so like, do do you guys, I mean, what, what was like, Okay, so 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 you guys can can deny it, and and I I understand if you do, but I've you know again I I hear stories, but I I hear about this group chat that has that has its feelers out, and and there are certain people in it. No, I'm getting nothing. Uh, <laughs> we uh we don't know what you're talking. I mean, Carter Lucas and I are in a group chat together, and you know we're uh yeah, and we discuss you know what we're going to talk about on the podcast. That's where we send the Zoom links to each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. <laughs> Uh, other than that, that's really the only that's really the only group chat group chat I'm in. You know, I'm an adult. I have a <laughs> nine to five job outside of this, so I don't really have time to like shit post with people online. Uh, I uh, all right, all right, it's like that. Okay, okay, all right, all right. Um, so so you know, I I uh, everybody everybody sort of comes to this sort of this game differently. Um. You know, did did all of you guys grow up Metro Detroit, Detroit, you know, Michigan State fans? Because like for me and, and Stumpy, we actually hated each other uh, for the first like five years that we knew each other until midway through sophomore year of high school. <laughs> um, actually, no, no, no. It was it was uh, I can tell you it was October 17th, 2004, because it was the Braylon game. And walking <laughs> into school that Monday, you figured out who your friends were um, oh, and. Yeah. And, and we, we both went to, to, to school in Metro Detroit in a, in a very like blue area and like walking into school that morning was not fun. And it was like, oh, you're also in misery today. Great. Cool. Um, so, so, so are you guys like, uh, born and bred or did you come to it later? So, uh, for me, uh, my, my great shame in life is that I was born into the cult. Mm. Um, I was able to escape was able to escape once I started at MSU, but yeah, I was, I was raised a Michigan fan. Um, I was too young to know any better. Um, you know, it, it, it's just, it's something I don't wish on anybody, uh, to be raised a Michigan fan. It's, it's an awful existence and it, and my life, my life got so much better, uh, once I became a Michigan state fan. Um, I don't know if that's just because I was an adult and I was able to like do shit, like drink alcohol or, <laughs> or I, or, oh, or what? A lot easier. Yeah. Being a Michigan state fan definitely makes it definitely makes alcohol um, consumption a lot more necessary. I would yeah. say. Yeah. Um, so, so I, I give you credit because um, you know, unlike, uh, another pretty large uh, media personality who grew up a Michigan fan, went to Michigan State, made his name at Michigan State, and never really became a Michigan State fan. Uh, Chris Vanini, uh, who I my my conspiracy theory there is that he he actually does not like Michigan State. Oh, hundred um, percent. We had him on our pod. Yeah, um, and I mean he was cool. Like I kind of I have a problem of shooting myself in the in the foot on our pod. Like I accidentally said the Max Christie was coming, was a lock to MSU like a week before we were, before like it was public knowledge. And like, I got like Spartanock had to edit the chat, had to edit that. <laughs> I'm stuttering. He had to edit the, uh, the pod for once um, back when we edited. And so, you know, I, uh, Oh, that was, that was rough. <laughs> um, yeah. Sorry, I just zoned out for a sec. Go ahead, keep talking. I'm I'm an idiot. Yeah, once uh we stopped editing, uh once Anchor started flagging our podcast for having copyrighted music at the end because I used to 
I used to put in a, I used to put like songs I wanted people to listen to at the end of every episode. And once anchor was like, you can't do this anymore. I was like, I, I don't even fucking care. <laughs> it's like, what's the point? So I learned we, how to, I learned how to edit. I learned how to use audacity and everything. Audacity sucks. Uh, yeah. Audacity's fun. We use audacity to, to, uh, right now, uh, back when we were on anchor and we're, we're no longer, uh, affiliated with anchor so we can talk shit about anchor now um i didn't edit because the concept i i concept of editing on my phone was so miserable and the and and like i just like i wouldn't do it so now now that we have audacity like i i put myself through it but um but yeah i i uh i i so 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 give me a song what's what's the song that you would put at the end of this episode we're not going to because you know, uh, we'll get yelled at, but well, uh, I've been, I've been, li- I, I just put whatever song I've been listening to on repeat. So like, I would put like just whatever song I was feeling that week. Uh, this week I'm feeling a lot of like, uh, pop punk. So I would probably put uh secrets by state champs at the end of this episode. Good show. Just because I like listening to it. Good and, show. Uh, the uh, I I guess like if I were doing that this week, it would be um, "Tears Over Beers" by Modern Baseball. That's what I've been listening to this week. Okay, yeah. Uh, but uh, so so Lucas, how about you? You said you're you 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 grew up Kalamazoo, or is that just where you live now? Well, I uh, grew up in Three Rivers. If you've ever heard of Three Rivers, Michigan, I have. It's uh, base. It's about a half hour south of Kalamazoo Portage area. Um, grew up like I wasn't a fan of sports, but like. My mom's husband at the time, he was a state grad. And, um, you know, I would wonder why he'd go down the basement every Saturday and scream and holler, you know, and, and mostly anger at the time because it was the John L. Smith era. And uh, I, I sort of, <laughs> we just battle scars. We'll, like we're, we're, we're hardened from that time. Um, and, I started to become, you know, into sports at that time. So I'm like, Hey, you know, I'll check out, I'll check out Michigan state football. And um, my first game I went to, to them to Spartan stadium was the 49 to 14 complete ass kicking of Wisconsin. DeAndre Cobb shot up in 2004, I believe. Yep. Um, and yeah, like Wisconsin went up seven, nothing. And then MSU went on a 49, nothing run. It was pretty awesome. <laughs> And like the environment, you know, it was a cold, snowy November day, um, had the chocolate water, you know, I really wouldn't call it hot chocolate anymore, of course. Um, <laughs> but it was just an awesome, awesome environment. And I fell in love with it. Um, and I tried to go at least to one game, at least a year for until, you know, COVID, you know, obviously we couldn't go, but, um, ever since then I've, I've just become a ginormous fan of basketball and, and, uh, and football. That's I uh, I'll, I'll I'll take that and I I give I give uh, brownie points to anybody who suffered through the John L Smith era. Um, we have a, a friend of the pod, uh, Adam, who I don't think has been on, but he showed up at Michigan State in two thousand and seven, and and so he he showed up in, in the D'Antonio era, and he we're in a group chat with him. He's he's a very very good guy, but like every now and then he'll say things to me and uh, and Greg and and our buddy John who who grew up in it. So like not just not just the John L Smith era but like the Bobby Williams era and the and the Nick Saban era and 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 so on and so like he'll say like yeah we really earned this and like dude you showed up when D'Antonio got there don't don't talk to me about <laughs> you you know nothing of pain like you're you're I was born in it molded by it like yeah. like you you get used to it but uh but Carter how about you do you uh do you grow up in it yeah, I actually was, I actually did grow up in Kalamazoo. Uh, I grew up in, in Portage, which is just about 10 minutes down the road from there. Uh, yeah, I, I'm born and bred, tried and true. Uh, my grandmother, who's no longer with us, she went to Michigan State, uh, and then her sister did as well. Uh, they, uh, she raised my dad that way. A couple other members of my family uh, also went to Michigan State. I'm currently there, almost graduated. And I started watching football and basketball, MSU, uh, like 2010. So for a little bit of time now, you know, I, I, I was always the kid who everybody knew was the big MSU fan. You know, I knew all the players and all that type of thing. And I was like, I, okay, I want to go to MSU. I want to do it. So I have been doing it. And yeah, I, I, I started, you know, I started watching 
football, NSU football at the, at the peak of the D'Antonio era, or like right when it started to, to get really good. So I've been pretty blessed with that. And then I think like the, the worst season I experienced was, was the 2016 season when they went three and nine. And, and I was like, this team's so bad. And my dad was like, you don't know anything about being bad because he told me he watched MSU in the 80s. So <laughs> I've been pretty fortunate. I think being an MSU fan has been pretty good to me. So and and, and going going to MSU has only has only made me grow closer and, and love the university and, and the teams even more. Absolutely. And see, like you're actually a good example of this because like so like my older brother, um, he has this like abused child relationship with Michigan State because when he when he became a fan, so he's he's like five years older than me. His the first team that he really remembered was like late Perlis era or even early Saban era. Um, and so like when his like go to for a quarterback who he hates is Bill Burke because when he was like twelve years old, Bill Burke was the quarterback. Bill Burke was the quarterback like with Plaxico Burress and and all them. Um, Bill Burke was fine like up until like the the D'Antonio like witchcraft run of NFL quarterbacks from from Hoyer on down like Bill Burke was like as good as you were you were gonna get in, around around Michigan State um yeah and but like he has this like trauma of like Michigan State like being good and then having it ripped from him um but <laughs> but for like but for you you know and we talk about this like about recruits and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about a recruit later I guess um but like for like for a kid who grew up and is at Michigan state now, or, or is even entering like Michigan state has been good. Like the whole time, like there was like a bad year there, which um, you know, we can blame on whatever we want. Uh, 2016 was rough year for a lot of people. Um, <laughs> yeah. Of, all- especially. Yeah. 2016 was just not, it wasn't a good year for the university as a whole. Yeah. And if that year just gets omitted from the record, I'm, I'm good with it. And, you know, it's, it's funny. I think a lot of people for a lot of reasons would agree with you. Just, you know, we don't, we don't get into politics, but 2016 was a tough year for a lot of people uh, for a lot of reasons. And uh, you know, um, there were some stories about one of the reasons why Michigan state had a tough year that year. Uh, some of it had to do with politics. I, I can't verify any of that, but, um, but yeah, 2016 aside, like Michigan state's like worst year um, is what like that 2012 year. The, yeah. When they went six and six. Yeah. I would call, I would call the red box bowl uh, a failure of a year, oh, <laughs> but man. only because, but only because I sat there and watched the red box oh, bowl. And I afterwards I was like, I can't believe I have to go to a new year's Eve party right now. I don't, I, 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 don't, even, I don't even know what to do. So it was a failure of a year just because of the massive troll it played on all Michigan state fans. Cause I, <laughs> I distinctly remember Jonathan texting us during this game and you're like, I, I can't believe I'm watching this shit. <laughs> it was it was like a collective delusion that we were all taking part in, and we knew what we were doing. Um, so I've I've mentioned my wife is is uh, is Russian, uh, and New Year's is like the holiday, right? Like for 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 Russian people, like it is the holiday because of the Soviet Union. They put all of their holidays on New Year's. So like instead of Santa Claus, they have like Father Christmas. They have New Year's trees. Like even people who aren't Christian have trees. Like it's a whole thing. Um, so that game i was like okay i'll meet you in we were living in new york at the time the russian communities in coney island i was like i'll meet you in coney island i'm just gonna go watch this game at a bar uh and i'll i'll meet you down there in in a couple hours um and i was sat in a bar by myself on new year's eve watching that seven to six game (laughs) and as i'm as i'm listening to music you know probably at that point five beers deep um on the subway going to coney island which is like an hour uh, subway ride on new year's eve in new york i remember thinking to myself like you could have not done this like it would have been him, totally fine ask him why he didn't watch the game at a bar in coney island and just save that save that trip uh because okay, it, i'll bite yeah because um like i said new year's uh new year's in the russian community is a big thing so um the bars in coney island were all playing putin's speech um, every year, Vladimir Putin gives an extensive address. We watched it this year because that's what we do as a Russian-speaking family. I'm the only one in my family who doesn't speak Russian. Um, and uh, you, you watch the speech and you drink champagne and you eat caviar and that's what you do. Um, if I had asked somebody to move the channel from Putin to the Red Box Bowl, 
<laughs> I think that I I I would be in in Belarus right now in a yeah in a you would have been yeah you would have been called a capitalist pig dog and sent <laughs> sent to Siberia oh yeah oh yeah like <laughs> that wouldn't have gone well for anybody uh, so I, I watched that in Midtown Manhattan uh, and then then took the train to Coney Island but um, you know Coney Island is God that's a bad transition I'm sorry uh, to all of our listeners but uh, here's an ad read. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I was I was attempting to go with uh, you. You spend money at Coney Island because Coney <laughs> Island is a lot of fun. You can spend money with these advertisers, anyways. Um, so this uh, so this episode also serves as a stand-in for our sort of uh, season in review. I'm, I'm aware that there is one more game um, that is happening in college football this year. Um, I I mean, uh, go Saban. Like I, I I'm the type of Michigan State fan who like I appreciated that he was here. I I, yeah. I appreciated that pretty much every good thing that's ever happened to Michigan state um, has flowed one way or another from Saban. Um, yep, I appreciate his greatness. Yeah. I mean, like you can, like, there's a, there's a thing that you can, you can trace every good thing that has ever happened to Michigan state football to Duffy Doherty. And part of that is Nick Saban. It's like you, you do Doherty to Perlis to Saban to D'Antonio to Tucker, I guess. Um but so, so I guess like go Bama, I, I don't have any deep love for Georgia uh, other than it being uh, like the best case scenario for Michigan state's defense, which is nice. But um, so this last year was, was, was a, a, I mean, unmitigated success as far as I'm concerned. Um, I, you know, I was called an unrealistic Homer on this very podcast for saying nine and three. Um, and I will be, I will be clear. I was being an, a, a, a unrealistic Homer. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, I said nine and three, and I, I think I said like we, we were on with with uh with our, our other uh periodic guest host, um Angus, and we were going through it and I said, Yep, they're gonna beat Michigan. And he said, Why do you do this to yourself? Why why are you why why do you do this? And I said, They're gonna beat Michigan. Like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about how they're gonna do it. They're gonna do it. Um, I, mean, I got to eight and four and I said, that can't be right. I have to, I have to rework some of these. And it's like like we went like like we went to like the Miami games, like, well, that's an L. All right, what else we got? <laughs> Um, but, but unmitigated success. So like, what was your, you know, what was your guys like going through it? Like, I, I know my favorite moments from the season, but, but you know, what, what about you guys? What was, what was your, you know, when you look back on this season, what are you going to look back on fondly? Oh, I think I'm going to look back. I think the thing I'm, I'm most going to appreciate is, is Kenneth Walker. Um, just the, just the, just the, the pure talent that that came through East Lansing and, and just kind of lit kind of lit college football on fire. Um, you know, until they had to uh until, you know, he he took a back seat because uh as our friend Brett calls him, uh Kyle Vandenbosch with Instagram clout, uh got a few <laughs> sacks against Ohio State. Uh I I mean I, I think that's what I'm gonna remember most. I'm gonna remember his first play from scrimmage against Northwestern, 75 yards for a touchdown. I'm going to remember the 94-yard touchdown against Rutgers where he daps up Jalen Naylor on the way in. I'm going to remember the five touchdowns against Michigan. And that's just that I'm going to remember him embracing the Spartan dog mentality and him exemplifying the, you know, the keep chopping culture that Mel Tucker is, is trying to build in East Lansing. Uh, that's the thing I think above everything else I'm going to take away from, from, from this season besides like being at the peach bowl uh, is going to be Kenneth Walker, the third. So I, I do want to take this moment before we get to, uh, to Lucas and Carter. Um, I do want to shout out uh, our, our sometimes guest host twice. He's been on Justin Finn uh, in uh, February or March. He posted, I want to say it was either on Twitter or on uh, the RCMB. And he said, if Kenneth Walker is not unreal, it is the most wrong I have ever been about a person who I'm watching. 
Um, I don't remember when he said that, but I, he, but I, I distinctly remember him saying that. And uh, he recently re- he like requote tweeted himself like two weeks ago. Yeah. So, so uh, shout out to him for being dead ass right about that. If you had told me that the backup running back from Wake Forest was going to be that good, I, I would have bet against it. Although um, I hear that there's another Wake Forest uh, running back in the transfer portal uh, at the moment, but we'll, uh, we'll circle back there. But, uh, but Lucas, what about you? What, when, when you think about this season? I'll let Carter go. I'll let Carter go. I'm, I'm trying to formulate a little more. For me, my favorite thing was just Mel Tucker putting Michigan State back on the map. The, 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 the twilight days of D'Antonio kind of diminished Michigan State as a college football national powerhouse. And I think Mel Tucker coming in, uh, bringing a team from two wins to 11, New Year's Six Bowl, all that stuff, uh, and putting them back on the map nationally and with recruiting and everything, uh, and, and, and kind of revitalizing the culture, you know, he established, he brought in his own thing and he completely has given Michigan state football a new life. And like, for me, for like all the sports teams that I, that I follow Michigan state football is for sure my favorite. And I'm glad that, that he completely just 180 this team. Uh, they look to be a team that's gonna, that's not gonna, you know, sneak up on people anymore. That's going to be, he wants them to be a giant in college football. And I mean, 11 wins in year two, uh, you know, the flea flickers and everything, all the fun stuff, uh, the, the woodshed, the mantras, the cheap chopping of the deep water, all of it. Uh, it's, it's, it's kind of made Michigan state kind of a pop culture thing in college football. You know, people watch them and they, and they see them as a fun team and they're a team that wins games. And before Michigan state was just boring. They weren't, they weren't anything cool. They weren't really huge on that. And I'm just so glad that, that, that Michigan state is kind of back. I'm hoping that I can say that. I'm hoping that it, 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 and he sustains that. And I'm so happy that that's what happened. I will say that Michigan state was cool for about like 25 minutes in 2013 when Rich Homie Kwan uh, decided that he was part of the program. And Mark D'Antonio was like, just confused enough to allow it to happen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He's on the team. No, 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 no. He's, he's, you know what? Just don't worry about it. No, he's just a rapper. Okay, grandpa, let's get you to bed. (laughs) Like, uh, Coach D, uh, this was great. We're gonna go dance in the locker room with this guy. Don't worry about he is. He's a uh, he's from Georgia. He's cool. He's, he's cool. He's cool. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Darquez knows him. It's cool. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> he's Darquez's cousin. It's all good. No. Um, for me, it's two things. Like I vowed to myself after 2016 to never get emotionally invested in Michigan State football again, and I held up that bargain for four years, and. Then I got my season tickets this year. Um, not in the greatest spot, but I'll get to that. But I got my season tickets and um, like just Mel Tucker gave me that excited feeling again to be excited for this team. And like on our preview pod, I said, you know, I think, would you have Matt Spartan? Do you have an eight and four? I did have them at eight and four. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Brett had seven and five. And I said, you know what? I'm looking at this. This is nine and three. Like, I really think that we, I think it's all going to come together and we're going to have a good season. And yeah, I'm, you know, I've been beating that drum ever since nine wins happened, but I don't care. I'm going to beat it because I was right. Um, I was actually incorrect, but um, it gave me the passion again that I wanted for MSU football because, you know, I, I missed those moments of competing for, you know, a national championship. Like we were playing in the college football playoff. I miss that so much. I want that back. And my favorite moment of the year is going to my seat at the Michigan game and being surrounded by Michigan fans. <laughs> I mean, the raid, the woodshed shirts really didn't work because there were not even, there were maybe a thousand Michigan fans in that stadium, but like I was in section 128 and I was, I was a little excited when I bought my tickets and I didn't realize I got the very back row. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, oh shit, I got front row upper bowl. I'm like, that's a good seat. You know, you yeah, can that's lean a great forward, seat. lean forward. You can see the whole field. And I'm like, I got my order. And I'm like, why does it say row 38? <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> and so but anyway, um, like I, I, you know, I walked up to, you know, it was a fun tailgate, you know, get there at like 6 a.m. to get in line to tailgate. Uh, did, did you guys go to the game at all or no? 
Uh, I haven't, I've, I think the last, the last game I saw at Spartan stadium, the last game I went to was the 2017 holiday bowl. Okay. Um, The last game I saw in Spartan stadium was the Jack Allen touchdown against Penn state. Penn state. Okay. I have not been a resident within like, it's called 10 hour drive of (laughs) stadium since 2014. Okay. Um, but yeah, like it was, it was a crazy tailgate, you know, noon game, you know, everyone showed up, you know, we were all just plastered and I walk in the stadium. I'm still, I'm still so pissed that that was a new game. I'm still, yeah. <laughs> I thought serves, that was a night game. I thought this serves, is ABC 8 PM. Every, the whole freaking country is going to watch. Especially in retrospect. You have to think about the safety of the city because <laughs> they Michigan state on uh devil's Island. They're like, fuck no. No, we can't do that. And and like you you have to know that like ABC was like, can we justify Penn State, Ohio State as the night game? It doesn't need to be the better game. We know that it won't be. But can right. we justify? Can we explain this to our bosses in, in, in a week and a half? And it's like, yep, close enough. Great. But in retrospect, obviously, like Penn State was not, although I think Penn State was better than the record, but they weren't good. And uh, he was trying to negotiate. It's like, can we compromise with the 330 kick? Like, no, that's still six fucking hours to tailgate. We're not, no. <laughs> um, so I, but, I'm pushing, on. I'm pushing a few off seasons. Sorry, Lucas, go ahead. Uh, let me just finish my memory and then you can, then you can talk. Um, so, you know, I get to my seat and, you know, I have this little 13 year old talking shit to me. Like when uh, Angela Anthony scores that touchdown, he's looking at me and his dad's just sitting there. You could tell they were both like rabid, like shit talkers. But then when it doesn't go well, they just like melt down. And then he's like in my face. He's like, it's not your time. It'll never be your time. And I remember I was a little drunk still, but I remember, I remember like going, Hey man, or Hey kid. I'm glad you're having a fun time, but if you get my face again, I'm not going to hit you, but I'm going to talk to your daddy and we're going to have a problem. <laughs> and the kid just like went pale I'm gonna hit didn't you. say another word to me the rest <laughs> of the game, but like he would, you know, when they'd score, he kind of like motioned my way and I'm like, what the fuck, man, you dumb little bat, you dumb little asshole. And so, you know, the game goes on, you know, on and on. And then, you know, we, we tie the game, we take the lead. And then, oh man, when when um, when Brantley picked off McNamara, the guys in front of me disappeared like a fart in the wind. Man, they were gone, <laughs> and like I was like screaming, I lost my voice. I think I got a little like not sick, sick, but like you know, my throat was just raspy for like a week, like phlegmy. And like the the kid and his dad give me the meanest look. <laughs> I didn't say a word to them, and like I just went, I just walked when they're walking away. I'm like. Hey, where are you going? I thought it was your time. <laughs> bye, bitch. I thought I was gonna get punched in the face for saying bye, bitch, to the kid, but I'm that's, like, yeah. that's fair. Uh I'll I'll say this. I um I subscribe to the Michael Jordan theory that anybody can talk shit when you're up. It's real easy, real easy to talk when you're up. Um, but if like, but if you can talk when you're down or when it's tied, that's that's someone who is allowed to talk whenever. Um yeah. But, uh, but yeah, a 13 year old isn't, isn't going to be able to talk shit when they're down <laughs> as a Michigan state fan. Like you get used to it. Like, it's like, um, you know, down, down 16 and like, especially Michigan fans. And we have, you know, we, we obviously have a lot of friends who are Michigan fans. Everybody who's a Michigan state fan does like you grow up in the state, you, you, you live in the state, you know it. Um, but like I, one of my favorite activities act, after a Michigan, Michigan state game in the last decade and a half is going to MGO blog. And I don't, I don't go to that website often, but after a Michigan, Michigan state game, it is my favorite place on earth because reading the (laughs) confusion, because it's always confusion. It's like, why, why didn't Michigan win? I don't, I don't understand. (laughs) It's incredible. It's the funniest thing in the world. Horrible about yourself and going. There was, there was nothing better than going on MGO blog after the 2020 game. Because oh, it was, it was like it was like they were all just like collectively flashbanged, like they had no idea what happened. It was so it was it was so funny. It was um, the biggest serotonin injection ever. Like, <laughs> M Go blog after trouble with the snap was pretty great too. There was especially there was about 
a 10 minute lag between it actually happening and like everybody processing that <laughs> happened. But like, you can go back and look. There's literally like, a, I think it's eight minutes where there's no post and everybody's just like, they, they shut down the board. <laughs> what the fuck? M- MGO blog after trouble, because I used to be on the a Red Cedar message board all the time. MGO blog shut the board down after the game, like for a little bit. Like yep. they made it private, paid only. Yeah, you could not go on if you were like just trying to troll. Um, another funny moment, and then uh, I'm sorry, the 2017 Michigan game, the rainstorm. Yep, you know they lost because it was raining. Yep. Um, hey, hey, dipshit Harbaugh, don't throw in the rain. Um, but anyway, I remember reading a thread where a guy was like, "Okay, like they, there's two guys who are arguing, and all of a sudden this guy's like, here's my phone number, text me, come fight me.'" <laughs> Oh man, that was so good. Whenever a message board fight turns into a Temecula situation, beat me in Temecula. Yeah. Um, but so, so actually, my favorite MGO blog post of all time, and then we're going to stop talking about MGO blog because whatever, um, is uh, after the 2015 game. Um, it was uh, actually Michigan won. Like, if, if, you, if you take out the expected points from, from uh, actually the pass interferences against Jordan Lewis shouldn't have counted, and actually, there should have been more pass interferences against Michigan state. And actually if you do a baseball and it was just like, dude, just, just hold the L it's fine. It's fine. Like you don't need to do this process. Like I I'm glad that you're doing this in public, but like the diaries are free and you can just write it down. And then in a day when you read it, you'd be like, Oh gosh, I'm going to not do that again. Hey, that wasn't his diary. You were just <laughs> his private thoughts. But but I'll tell you what 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 are not for private thoughts, and that is uh, this company right here. So last year was fun. Uh, I uh, so sad. You're getting worse. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm more brazen with it. Um, Stumpy, I actually we, let's let's just circle back. My favorite moment of this year was um, was after the win in Miami. I remember thinking to myself, like, oh, this is this is for real because like, yeah, like beat Northwestern, like who cares? Like, like, like that first run was cool, but like it, it's an off year Northwestern there. They were going to be bad. Um, and, and what they did to Derek King, I remember thinking to myself like, Oh, this is actually a year I get to enjoy this, this team. And at the time, like I, I would have said still probably like seven and five, eight and four. Um, if you caught me in an honest moment, but I, I remember like coming out of that game being like, all right, like maybe, maybe I'll allow myself to believe a little bit. Um, and then the worst moment was uh, about 20 minutes before the Purdue game when I said to myself, oh, I've seen this game before. I know, I know, I know this, this game exactly. And I text, I, you know, I, I was with my brother and I said, to him, I said to him, I was like, they're going to lose this game. Just like, be ready for that. And he was like, and he was like, oh, I know I, this is, this is, this is Saban 99. Like I, I already did this game. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, but Stumpy, what about you? What was your, what, when, when you look back on the season, what are you going to think about? Uh, I don't want to steal SDs, but it's definitely kind of Walker the third. Uh, yeah. it's just electric. He, I mean, managed to drop five on Michigan's head. Pretty much anytime he touched the ball, he was a threat to take it to the house. There's, I mean, Michigan State's had a lot of good running backs in the recent history, and I don't remember anybody being quite that electric. Uh, and then worst moment was about 10 minutes before the Purdue game. When you texted me, they're going to lose this game. <laughs> um, I, I, uh, I'll, I'll say this uh, on this very podcast um, after the, the Miami game, I said, Kenneth Walker is better than Le'Veon Bell. And I got a lot of hate. I got a lot of hate. And I said, after that game, I said, no, no, no. I've, I've, I've watched Le'Veon. I've watched Langford. I've watched LJ Scott. I've watched Rock Baker. I watched all of them. He's the best one I've seen in my life, except for, I think, I think I hedged with um, healthy Javon Ringer was, mm-hmm. was actually the, 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 the best that I'd ever uh, watched. Although I really enjoyed Jay Kalkrick because there was something very fun about getting three yards every time you needed to get to. Um, but uh, there's actually some big news that, that has dropped in the last like day or so, certainly since the last time we recorded um, and, and both, uh, bits of those big news are wide receiver based. So um, Jaden Reed coming back. Um, and I, I, I think that that probably more than any bit of news that could have happened outside of Kenneth Walker somehow staying, which was never going to happen. Um, but outside of that was, is, is the biggest bit of news. So like, do, how does that change your feeling going into the offseason? I mean, new, new year six 
champions, you know, 11 and two, like there's always a lot, already a lot of good feelings, but, but where does that put you, you know, sort of going into next year? So I, we talked about this on, on our podcast uh, earlier, earlier tonight, actually. Uh, I, you know, I, Carter and I were at the game and uh, for a good chunk of it, it was a pretty miserable experience (laughs) to be quite honest. Uh, Because I felt like if, if that game was an audition for a, a post Kenneth Walker, Michigan state football offense, then uh, that, then it's not going to be pretty, but I think having Reed come back, it is going to, is going to be a big boon to this offense. You know, he obviously has chemistry with uh, Peyton Thorne. Did you guys know they went to high school together? Really? I if you guys knew that. First time here. What? Yeah, I, 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 that's a fun little tidbit. I like to drop on people. Interesting you know? note. Um, Drew Neitzel, ambidextrous, Jehu Kalkrick from Liberia. Yeah, uh, Matt Stafford and Clayton Kershaw grew up together. And Matt Trannon played basketball. Mm. Ryan Fitzgerald went to Harvard. (laughs) Cassius Winston could have gone there. Oh, you know, I heard that once. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, so, so. I, I, so, so you, you mentioned you were, you were watching the, the, the game. It was miserable because it's a Michigan state game and there's, we're, we're, we're a deep water program. And sometimes, you know, you got to catch your breath. Uh, sometimes they hang out. Uh, I said this on the way out to my mom. Cause I was with the game. I was at the game with my family. I was like, man, this is going to be really fun. Once they put away teams, they should put away <laughs> <laughs> and not sure that's ever going to happen, but if it ever does, that's going to be the year we win the national championship. When they finally start stepping on throats, that's the national championship team. Yeah. So I, I, I'm not sure if that's next year um, for a lot of reasons, but mostly, mostly related to the um, back five, back seven, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Maybe the line, the, the, the two linebackers who are coming in are, are as good as people are talking about, but the other bit of, of news that has come out um, today, I guess it was made, public i mean there 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 were certain certainly rumors not in any group chats that anybody's a part of that i'm not a part of but uh you know definitely definitely um some things that i heard was uh we we'd been hearing about this for a couple of days um kattenhauser katenhauser katenhauser katen uh i have a i have a buddy who calls him katen because uh you know why not um but uh so he he put out a tweet a couple of days ago that was what did he say like stay tuned spartan nation yeah, uh, stand back and stand by. I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but so it turns out that uh, and Justin Thind, uh, again, friend of the pod, reported that that is um, Jeremy Bernard, a uh, four-star wide receiver who enrolled at Washington and then uh, didn't go to any classes and maybe didn't enroll at Washington and uh, and he's uh, apparently on the um, on the horizon. He's he's coming to state. So. Um, you know, from my point of view, like that softens the blow of Naylor, but more so, you know, it softens the blow of Armani Winfield, who for a long time I had penciled in um, yeah. as, as being the, as being like the number four, right? Like, like he was going to be the one behind uh, Coleman and, and, and Mosley and, and Reed. Um, yeah. But now that's, that's Bernard. So um, what I'm interested in here is not really the player. Cause you know, look, Trenton Gillison, I thought he was going to be, you know, an All-American and he's in the portal, you know, and, and I, if you had asked me about Colt Chewins, I would have said uh, early draft entry. Uh, and I was dead ass wrong about that. And, you know, on, on the flip side, like, you know, Jack Conklin, I, you know, nobody saw coming and Jeremy Langford probably uh, should have transferred at some point in his first three years, um, you know, as R. he was R. getting bounced from, from five different positions. Yeah, RIP and peace to Hunter Ryzen. We hardly knew ye. Ah, oh, Hunter, Hunter, Hunter. <laughs> oh, buddy, missed opportunity there. Ah, uh, I say, you know, I, just to talk about it, I remember getting the news of that and just being like, "What? What are you confused about? Like, what? What do you think the wide receiver room looks like? That you think that getting 500 yards as a freshman isn't good enough, and then going to Kansas State of all places? Yeah, um, I just think that was the I just think, yeah, he got sick of standing next to Brandon Sawards in practice. 
He's I, like, I've had enough of this guy. It smells like gorgonzola cheese. Can't catch anything. I'm over it. Um, you know, and like, like, and you got to feel like they're a part of this was like Cody White coming out big and Hunter Eisen being like, but I was the cool freshman wide receiver. <laughs> um, I don't know what happened to Hunter Eisen after he left Michigan State. I hope uh, that everything has gone well for him and there have been no setbacks of any sort. Uh, you know, best of luck in all future endeavors to Hunter Ryzen and the entire Ryzen family. Um, but, but anyway, so like without regard to, to Bernard as a player, but what do you, what do you guys take from this? Like sort of uh, you know, the Michigan state recruiting ethos because the kid committed to Washington said he was committed to Washington enrolled at Washington. And then suddenly he's, he's back, you know, back on the table, back on the menu. So like, you know, how, how do you guys feel about that? Because certainly under D'Antonio, the moment that he said, I'm going to Washington, you know, been like, well, on to the next one who's five foot seven and runs a four six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is very true. Um, the, the thing about Michigan State recruiting with under Tucker compared to D'Antonio is that they don't stop. I mean, you saw it with the with the Keontae Goodwin saga. I mean, they 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 never stopped with that guy, even after he put pen to paper. Uh, with Kentucky. And I think it's the same thing with, uh, with Jeremy Bernard, because Bernard committed very early on to Washington. I believe he is part of the 2022 class and he committed in July of 2020. So, you know, he was, he was very involved with Washington from the get go. Uh, And then I believe it was the position coach at Washington took a job at Oregon. So, and, and I believe Bernard was kind of blindsided by that. And there was some interest uh, there was some mutual interest between Michigan State and uh, and and Bernard. Um, so and and it's just it's a it's cutthroat recruiting, you know. It's it's maybe this kid's here, but we really want him a little bit more at Michigan State. I mean, you saw him do it when they flipped uh, when they flipped Kate and Hauser from Boise State. I mean, I think it was the same situation with Hauser. He was at Boise State for a while, and then Michigan State gets involved. And, and, and then, as you know, now Hauser's going to move into Michigan state in, in a couple days, probably. Uh, so Michigan state in the recruiting landscape now with Mel Tucker, as we know, he's notoriously a tremendous recruiter. Uh, Michigan state becomes that kind of meme of, of, of the guy that she tells you not to worry about. Uh, they're, <laughs> they're stealing everybody. They're, they're kind of stealing everybody that they can get, uh, whether it's the portal, whether it's high school, uh, they don't care if you've even signed an NLI, you know, if they're interested in you and, and the staff, the staff has watched their film on you, they're going to pursue you and they're going to do it as hard as they can. And, and, and I don't, I, I can't say for certainty if Bernard is going to Michigan state, it looks like it's trending in that direction, but, but I appreciate the change in recruiting uh, that, that, that Tucker will go after whoever he can, whoever he likes, and he will, he will put out the best pitch that he can to go get those guys. And I think that that's going to be uh, really beneficial to them going forward, especially when it comes to, you know, the fact that Michigan state made the playoff in 2015, but then didn't capitalize on it. You know, the recruiting kind of fell off uh, after, after 2015, 16 and, and D'Antonio hunkered down, he rode the wave, but Tucker, I don't think is going to do that. And I think that's going to, I think that's an early sign of sustained success with this program. Yeah, I, I, and, and I think like D'Antonio, I mean, I think he tried and it, and it blew up in his face and he just like sort of like tripled down on Youngstown, Ohio specifically, yeah. um, which like, you know, it, it's like Youngstown, Ohio is great when mixed in with other players. Um, when, you, when you exclusively recruit from the Rust Belt, it doesn't always work out, uh, which is why you get into the situations that we, we found ourselves in. Um, but I, I, I totally agree with you. I think that it, it, it says something about the, um, the standard that they're, that they're setting there and, and, and what Mel Tucker sort of is trying to do, you know, he's, he, he's, he's the guy that, you know, you don't want to worry about until, you know, suddenly he's stolen your girl and you're, you're sitting there drinking milk and crying. I'm not speaking <laughs> about anybody specifically, uh, just saying in general. Um, so, so obviously, uh, you know, this is this is a football football mashup podcast. Um, we we do talk soccer today. I I, I do have to note because um, these are things that happened. Uh, Eunice Musa played in a nothing game and then he got hurt because he got into a fight with Cartania, which sucked. Uh, Christian Pulisic played for twelve minutes. Uh, he played as an actual right back. Uh, if you guys don't 
really know this, we have a running joke that everybody on the U.S. men's national team plays right back. Um, and this is a joke that is not a joke. Literally everybody, like Christian Pulisic, he's a left winger who literally today played right back. Um, Tyler Adams, he's our defensive midfielder, plays right back consistently. Uh, so it's, it's a joke that's not a joke because it happened today. Um, and the joke is that the U.S. men's national team was seriously thin at every position on the pitch except right back as of like 2019. And as a joke, I said to Asa, well, why don't we just make the whole team out of right backs? And then suddenly all of the players are getting cycled through right back. And yeah, uh, I think I think that's what D'Antonio wanted to do at the end. He just wanted to have like 22 Brandon Sowards out on the field <laughs> and then just like see what happened. Like if you put a lineup of Rocky Lombardi, Brandon Sowards, uh, Tyler Hunt, Tyler Hunt, oh, gosh. and <laughs> and any uh, Allen brother you can find, yeah, and the Allen brothers. You put them all Anna in Shucks. the lineup, and you go point one out. You know, it's like one of these things are not like the other. Except like, they're what all that one's name. Ah, I'm gonna have to say. Ah, I got nothing. It's it's yeah. a Panashuk. Oh, tough. Right? Right? Um. So so. You know, obviously, like whenever, whenever we have got, you know, people on the pod and, and sometimes the answer is I don't know and I don't care. But, um, you know, do you guys do you guys follow, you know, soccer at all? U.S. men's national team, club teams, anything at all? Uh, Lucas and Lucas doesn't me personally. Uh, I follow I follow the men's national team and I uh, I'm a supporter of Maine United. Uh, I kind of fell ass backwards into that because. I was like kicking my brother's ass with Man United in FIFA 12. And that's just, (laughs) that's kind of the, that's kind of the fate. That's I kind of sealed my fate there, but I'm not like, I'm not like emotionally invested. Like I am with like MSU basketball and MSU football. So like, like on years when they're bad, which is like every year since Sir Alex left, I can just kind of like check out. If, I can just kind of check out and go, okay, it's not going to be this year. <laughs> Free already. Yeah. It's, 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 like, it's like you get to mid-September and it's like, nope, not this year. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, I don't have to wake up at 630 anymore. Great. <laughs> I'll see you guys in August. <laughs> How about you, Carter? So personally, I, I, I don't follow soccer. I have a lot of people around me who do. Uh, one of my roommates is a, is a big soccer fan. He'll watch as much as he can. He's a Sunderland fan. Um, and that's, I think that's, I think it's because he watched Sunderland till I die. And he's, he's a fan of, sure. he's a fan of them as a team. Uh, but he, he gets very into watching their games and he's fun to watch when they're, when they're blown up or whatever. And he's watched a lot of men's uh, U.S. men's national team. Uh, and, and so he does that too. And my uncle is actually from Southampton in the UK. Uh, so he watches Southampton and I, and I've watched a couple games and I'll follow Southampton now and then, but I'm, I'm more of just a, just a check, you know, check the champions league table or the, whatever, whatever the top one is. I'll yeah. check that one. Oh, okay. Okay. I know some of these names, but, uh, but I, I don't watch it as much as I watch like football or, or basketball or baseball or anything like that. I think you get more credit than most of our listeners because you can actually name Sunderland and Southampton. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> two different. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a, a piece of of fun trivia about Sunderland um, without reference to anything else. Uh, they have an American who plays for them, and his last name is Gooch. <laughs> I think I've seen that guy before, honestly. <laughs> Oh, you've seen the Gooch? That's good for you, man. <laughs> uh, Everybody loves the Gooch. <laughs> thanks so much to our guests. I'm uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut us there. Um, we uh we are so lucky to be joined by the the Bacon Wire guys. Um, they have a podcast dropping tonight tomorrow. It's, uh, it's already up. It's already that's up. the that's the benefit of not editing is you can just throw it up there whenever you're done. I'm, I'm very efficient. I. I wait for the Zoom, you know, conversion. Then I just throw it, throw it out. Uh, so you can you can uh, you can check them out um, on uh, wherever podcasts are sold. I I, I know how that works. Um, yep. So so make sure and make sure to uh, to follow all the guys um, at Bacon Wire at uh, Carter Landis twenty seven. Just three. Oh, okay. 
Uh, and uh, S- uh, uh, SD, you're at Spartan Dog 97. Correct. That's Spartan Dog 97. And uh, Lucas, you're at MSU Devotee. Yep, Devotee with a zero. With uh, a with a with a zero in there. Um, zero is the O. Yeah, that's my fourth handle. So I yeah, you got to get you got to get improvised. You got to improvise. You know, when, <laughs> we're, when, you've we're been, when you've been banned. We'll 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 have you back to figure out what happened to the first three. It'll be a, a multi part <laughs> series, like a, like serial, but but for <laughs> Lucas's Twitter handles. Oh no. <laughs> Um, for all of your worst takes, please make sure to at Greg. You can find him at Mr. Mojo Rising 89. For all of your best takes and nice takes, uh, follow uh, uh, all of us at TLS underscore N underscore TDS. Uh, we're tweeting about whatever comes across the timeline. Sometimes it's Jeremy Bernard. Sometimes it's U.S. Men's National Team. And every now and then it is um, rugby because uh, apparently sometimes funny things happen. Uh, we talked about cricket that one time that that guy got hit in the nuts three times. Uh, in the single cricket match. Uh, we'll make sure to retweet that next time we uh, remember to do so. Um, we uh, will get that Instagram up and running shortly. Don't worry about it. It'll be up uh, in, in the next couple months. Uh, TikTok, the same. Um, thank you to our sponsors, Smith Workforce Management Group, and the uh, whoever Blue Wire decided to put in. Uh, special thank you to our guests again. And a special thank you to you, the listener. Please like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell random recruits in the state of Washington. Um, we couldn't and wouldn't do this without you. So thanks so much. And we'll see you next time. Sports Social Podcast Network.